Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me are my cohort, co-host, cousins, the Cartman, Kyle, and Stan, to my Mr. Hand, Justin, Derek, and Tyler. We are recording this episode on January 18th, 2016. So one week taketh, and the next week giveth. On the previous episode, we talked about losing our old defensive coordinator, Mark Banker, and getting a big, fat donut hole as far as potential recruits coming to NU. Well, this week, a whole different story. Starting with the news about Mike Riley hiring our new defensive coordinator, Bob Diaco, or Diaco, or Zydeco, or Geico, or something, to the coaching staff. Now, we got some interesting facts here. He is the highest paid assistant in Nebraska history. He was the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And for a time, he was uh, head coach for UConn. I remain unconvinced. I don't know whether it's the Hastings Kool-Aid souring in my mouth or whatever, but I remain unconvinced. So I leave it to you, gentlemen. Convince me. Why should I give a Mr. Hankey about Coach Diaco? Uh, state your case, and uh, we're going to start with you, stat boy, since you have all the empirical evidence we'll need. So he is Cartman. He's Cartman, okay? That's Cartman. <laughs> Shut your file. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you know, I at first I didn't know what to think of this guy. I, I wasn't sure didn't know who he was. I was kind of, you know, I kind of wanted a splash hire, and at first I didn't think this was a splash hire. But the more I read up on him, and the more the more success that I see he's had, he had really good defenses there at Notre Dame. I mean, everybody remembers the 2012 season where they went to the national championship. I mean, outside of Tuiapo or whatever his name is, having his fake girlfriend, and right, right. then them getting destroyed by Alabama. The invisible but, girl. Yeah. But they, but they had one of the top defenses in the country all year up to that point. And... You know, he, he wasn't very successful at UConn, but we're not hiring him to be a head coach. Yeah. So I don't expect him to do anything more than run the defense. And I, I the more I read up on him, the more I'm anticipating him to do a good job. I I think he can I think he can succeed here. Uh it's interesting that they're gonna be switching uh their defensive uh scheme from the four three, which we had in the nineties, uh to the three four. Um for laymen out there who do exist, believe it or not. Uh, Tyler, can you give us some information as far as like what are the key differences between the three four and the four three as far as the purpose behind it and philosophy and scheme and whatnot? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a big cultural change for us. I mean, you know, you look at the 3-4 defense, you know, the, 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 the two big differences on that is, you know, we've had a lot of expectation for our defensive line getting pass rush on the quarterback. And Derek, I know you've complained about this a lot uh, um, over the last, you know, couple of years at the front four not getting pressure. Well, get used to it because the front three certainly won't get pressure. I mean, one of the big <laughs> fundamentals of a 3-4 defense is a contained defense between the defensive linemen. It puts a lot of pressure on the a bit a lot of pressure on the um, linebackers to get the pressure from the outside. And the second thing is that it certainly speeds up the defense. And I, I have some doubts on that. I mean, in the Big Ten, I know Wisconsin's had success with that, but you're putting a lot of pressure on linebackers getting rid of big bodies and in a big running defense. I just don't like 3-4 defenses in college football, which kind of brings me to Diaco coming in. I mean, he has the credentials. You know, he's saying the right things. Tonight on the uh, interview, he said, why is he excited to come to Nebraska? He said two things, black shirts and Mike Riley. <laughs> I mean, he's saying the right things. Yeah. He has the right mentality. I just don't know if he's a fit. And from a recruiting standpoint, I'm not a big guy on East Coast. Like, we have tried to set up a 500-mile radius that we're going to dominate and then go out West. And now you bring in an East Coast recruiter. I don't know if he's the right fit, even with his great resume. Hmm. Derek, I, I think gotta... that's I, I think that's I think that's even more of a reason that I think he's a good fit is we could start getting some recruits from the East Coast. We don't have to rely strictly on the West Coast in that five hundred mile radius. It opens it up more. One and of... you know, as far as Nebraska fans go, one thing we do have to understand is we have always thought highly of our defensive line and trying to get pressure. And that, that's not the way the system's set up. The system is set up for linebackers to get most of your tackles and sacks. So basically, And so we're going to have to get used to not, get, not seeing the defensive line overpowering people. Yeah. Their job is to more take, take up the blocks and open up stuff for the linebackers to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as uh, comparisons are concerned, one of the uh, interesting ones is uh, some are looking at this as like as uh, epochal a moment as uh, Charlie McBride joining the co- coaching staff, uh, you know, having that kind of an impact. Um, Justin, as far as that's concerned, I mean, do you think we're going to be kind of behind the eight ball, though, because – the thing with McBride, with his, with uh, them going to the four three from the five two way back in the day, was that that was already part of their package. It just wasn't their base defense, and they just moved it up to the base defense. They don't have that kind of scheme, as far as I know, to where they can make that transition. So it sounds to me like Mike Riley expressed uh, interest in moving to the three four defense last season in his statements. And now we hire Bob Diaco, and he's bringing in the 3-4 defense. I think this is as big of a splash hire as we could possibly get. And uh, the things that he's done and accomplished, you know, whether it's Cincinnati and a Notre Dame, it's phenomenal. And whether we have the, the talent or the same talent or c- can get the same talent from Notre Dame to Nebraska uh, – you know, I, I think we can get there, but the the transition, Bob Diaco leading this transition to the three four defense, I have full faith in. Now, if we were going to 
go to the three four defense under Mark Banker, I would have extreme doubts. Uh, I, I would not like the move, but now that we got a guy that is solid, he's proven he's proven himself, and uh, I, it's it's going to be good for us, I think. So you're fully drinking the Kool Aid, then? I'm drinking huh? the Kool Aid. <laughs> I, I really am. And, and you know what? Every everyone's talk. Everybody wants to talk about the personnel being in there to be able to run it. I think we I think we do have uh, we got serviceable guys that can run it. You know the Davis. Well, the Davis twins, I think they could be the defensive ends on there. You know, all they're doing is lining up over directly over the tackle. You Who, find, who's going to be the nose tackle? Uh, I mean, that, 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 when you look at the that's roster, that's our, the biggest that's, thing. That will be the yeah. one big question. Who's going to be the nose That's a big question guard. mark there. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a Davis twin or, you know, Peyton Newell is, I think, the two the guy names I circled when I was looking at our roster. Makes the most sense, yeah. Uh, how big of a how how steep of a learning curve or how long do you think it's going to take before Nebraska is comfortable in the defense? I mean, in game time situations, you know, practice game, totally different thing. So, anyone want to speak up or? Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't think it'll be a long transition. Um, you know, I, it it's always tough to say. I don't know how the players respond. I I don't know, but what I what I do believe is this. You know, John Perella, he played 3-4 in the NFL. He's going to understand that from a defensive line standpoint. From a linebacker standpoint, it doesn't really change what you do as a linebacker. You're still attacking runners. I mean, the blocks, what's facing you is different, but how you play is not much differently. Um, I I really don't think it's going to drastically affect our team as far as their preparation. Um, But what I do think it is, is just do we have the personnel to implement it to its fullest? Is it the best personnel for us? Again, I know Alabama's had success. I know Wisconsin. I know NFL teams have done it. I know it probably plays to a strength of linebackers, which we have a ton of right now that could play. But I just I just don't like the 3-4. I like the hands-in-the-dirt defensive end coming off the edge at the quarterback. I like that football. I think that works, especially in the Big Ten. And yeah. I just – that no tackle We were tackle so successful just... at it last year. Well, <laughs> and, and from – and from what I from a lot of what I've read, people are comparing it to the Oki five two defense that Oklahoma ran years and years ago. Yeah, we also ran the five two before but we basic, did basically your two outside linebackers are gonna turn into defensive ends anyway. Mm-hmm. For I mean to an extent. They're, they're, they're just gonna they're be fast. Two, tech, two technique defensive ends, essentially is what they are. So I mean I mean I, I don't have a problem. I think I think that it could be very successful. Because we could seem to get good linebackers recruiting, where we seem to be struggling lately is getting defensive linemen. Is so that, now you have to do a little less with getting the defensive linemen and just keep getting the linebackers that we're getting. Is there a chance that it might be too cerebral of a defense? It might be too complicated for our players to pick up because you don't have that just attacking mode that the previous defense had. I think if they could figure it out at Cincinnati, they can figure it out at Nebraska. Amen. And <laughs> stands for knowledge. Uh, yeah. So well, uh, I mean, we again, again, remember Notre Dame had a guy that got convinced he had a girlfriend that didn't exist, and he seemed to pick it up. If you're if you're dumb enough to fall for that, <laughs> and you could and you could figure out this defense, it can't be that much, right. The the future is bright because we have a lot of bright players. I think is the consensus. Okay, and then uh, moving and on. Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) moving on. 
we had some big recruiting news coming out uh, this weekend. Uh, Tyler, can you go into a little bit more specifics regarding that? Yeah, some huge news. Uh, we signed the number seven player from the state of Nebraska this week. Chris Walker, big time recruit, coming in to play in Nebraska. Oh, oh hey, you were talking about it. He jumped up to a three-star as soon as we signed him. So you, you weren't talking about the the tackle, but quick trivia fact about Chris Walker: he is the highest-ranked offensive tackle that we have gotten from the state of Nebraska since Zach Stirrup committed way back hey. in 2010. So since the um, Blue Hawks, where you at? <laughs> it's, it's in the house. <laughs> But no, the, the, the big recruiting news this week is uh, we got a stud wide receiver, the best recruit we've had in a long time, uh, the highest recruit per rival since 2008, and Tyrion Lindsay, speedy wide receiver. Have you guys seen any of his video yet? Have you watched any of it? I, I have not. I, it, I've seen it. Is it official that his name is actually Tyrion, or am, is that just wishful thinking sure on my spot? I thought it was Taijon or Taijin or something like that. It's Taiwan. Taiwan? <laughs> Unfortunately... Okay. Unfortunately, this show does not have any fact checkers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the best news is that we actually got him from Ohio State, so that's really got to get under Myers' my, my, my skin, so that's, that's always a plus. No, even further, you, you know the, the, like the little Twitter battles that uh, their wide receiver coach has with uh, Keith, Keith Williams, Williams yeah. going back and forth, and I, I – I have not seen any other developments out of that little thing with uh, Lindsay committing to Nebraska. I mean, I, I just so has there been like a detente of some kind, or is this an actual win for us? And they're like completely silent because they can't say anything. Well, it, an interesting thing from Twitter was they they have a stud wide receiver coming in. Um, his name is escaping me right now, but they actually did him and Lindsay did their recruitment video to Ohio State together. Two stud wide receivers. And after Lindsey committed, he tweeted out 62 to 3. three. Um, oh, wow. Just rubbing it into the yeah. game. Um, yeah. Also, interesting afterwards, shortly after Lindsey uh, committed, uh, Jameer Calvin, who last week we thought was dead in the water, decided to decommit from Oregon State. So who knows where his head's at right now? I, I'm, I'm going to say I think that that's. That's a great credit to, because um, I know that uh, that there were many, I guess, in the family or whatever that weren't high on him coming to Nebraska. They wanted him to stay closer, but I think they're keeping the best interests of him in mind. And you know, to quote a famous uh, d- deceased princess, uh, you know, no one can choose his path. He's got to take his own path, and I think they're really respecting that. Um, as far as the future of recruiting, is there anything that has kind of opened your eyes, uh, Tyler, as, as far as the philosophy is concerned, where we're heading or what we're looking at? Um, what, what sticks out in your mind with that? Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I think recruiting, um, you know, it's, it's always uphill battle. I mean, just I guess I'll give it a couple quick um, updates. Tonight we were in home with the guy who I want most on my list who's doing his official visit this weekend. Uh Lanier, he's from California. He's like one of the top corners in the country. Um, we also have the Florida commit, Elijah Blades, uh, coming to town this weekend. He's one of the top corners. So we got some good talent coming in. I mean, the recruiting I love. I mean, I don't know how this class is going to end up, so I don't want to speak too soon. Sure. But I, I do like how the recruiting is coming up. I, I think 
What I don't know if I like is all the recruiting games we have. I mean, the Jameer Calvin thing is kind of obnoxious. Um, I don't think it's going away anytime soon, though. So we're just going to have to, you know, ride the current for the time being. With with Jameer Calvin, I'm to the point to where, to me, he's coming off as a drama queen. And if he comes to Nebraska, great. If he goes somewhere else, so be it. Oh, I I really don't care anymore. I I think Taiwan Lindsay's a better better receiver, and we got better than him anyway. So if he wants to go somewhere else, so be it. Go somewhere else and cry there. But surely you kind of want to see him have some competition out there. I mean, it wouldn't make much sense to have him go out there and not have someone to compete against. I think those two would have a nice little uh, friendly rivalry together. Uh, Justin, what do you think? Well, they were tweeting each other after there. You know, uh, Lindsey basically said, come on. and uh, Bring it on. Make your money. Yeah, bring, if you want to come, bring it. You know, don't do what your mama wants to do. Or what she says. Yeah, no one likes to be called too harsh. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, the thing with Jameer Calvin is this, and he is a good talent. I mean, his rank. I mean, okay. I I don't get too excited about any one recruit because people are bust. Who the hell knows how these high school kids are going to develop? Sure. There's too much stock in it. But on paper, he seems to be a good recruit. But wide receiver isn't a position I'm worried about. I mean, we're still in it with Joseph Lewis. We we have. Uh, Robinson, Brian, I think Brian Robinson, who just decommitted from Boise State, four-star wide receiver doing his official visit in the next two weeks. I mean, maybe even this weekend. I mean, we had a California commit wide receiver, uh, Jeremiah Hawkins, last weekend in town. I mean, we have wide receivers in the pipeline. I mean, we only need one to two more wide receivers in this class. So if it's Jameer Calvin, great. But shit, we have a lot of people out there that could fill his spot. Um I, I mean, I, I would rather see us land a defensive tackle or something like that. I mean, and and that and that's what I want to see. And, and some DBs we need to bring in this class. So I mean, there's there's more needs. And Jameer Calvin is, I said, a great talent. He's kind of low I, right I, now as far as uh, ne- the needs right now. I will celebrate if we get him. But to Derek's point, if he goes somewhere else, I mean, I, I'm confident we're going to bring in the one or two more wide receivers we need in this class. Derek, do you think there are any positions right now or needs that we're overlooking as far as recruiting is concerned right now? Well, I, I think right now the biggest thing is there's uh, he's only a three-star. He's supposed to be one of the best nose guards in the country. And with, with changing our defense to a 3-4, I, I think right now they got to be focusing on this kid huge. And he's supposed to announce, uh, I believe, on signing day. Okay. Our biggest concern. You mean Daniel? That seems to be a little bit of a concern. Well, okay. I think they have him as an athlete. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Damian Daniels? Catchy name. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. Out, I think he's out of Texas. Um, I mean, between yeah. it, it sounds yeah, like it's him. between us in Colorado and Texas San Antonio for the whoever the hell Texas San Antonio is. CSA um, <laughs> Roadrunners, come on, man! You guys don't but, know about uh, Roadrunners. Well, well, he's but supposed that, to be he's supposed to be the, the the top one that's available. I mean, yeah, for us. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Are there any running backs out there that we need to kind of keep our eye on that's being that are that's being highly touted? Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Um, there, there's a kid who's currently committed to Oregon, uh, CJ Verbal. 
and Verbal? or I'm bad at these kids' I hope names. It's but, verbal. That would be awesome. But he, he he's a three to four star. I think he's a running back who's committed to Oregon. Oregon just actually signed another running back. Um, we've been in home with him. He was actually the one of the first stops we made in home was to get in with him this last week. Um, I don't know if we're going to flip him. I know the coaches are trying to get him on campus, trying to get him there, but I, mean, I think he's the only running back that we're really even talking to. Um, there was this kid, Darian Felix, but he's the other one that just committed. I, I just think our running back, I mean, I think it's going to be Jalen Bradley, and if we can get CJ, I think that's all we would go for. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be almost like uh, another airplane movie in the making. You know, what's your verbal, verbal? I mean, that would be so great. <laughs> All right. So, well, Austin Austin Rose got a scholarship tonight. That's is, is that almost like a junior college transfer type thing? Well, did he get a scholarship for the fall? I, I mean, what is the deal? Is he just going to? Uh, is, I mean, just, is, just, is this spring paid for? I, I don't yeah, know what's going. on. I have no idea what the coaches. I didn't even know so he was on the roster. Who the hell is Austin Rose? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got six guys Inquiry that would just put on scholarship for the spring. And uh, hey, you know what? Good for these guys. To Reimers, uh, yeah, congratulations to Rhymers. He deserves it. He does. He yeah. He definitely deserves it. Well, and he might actually keep a scholarship. I I wouldn't be shocked to see him keep a scholarship in the fall. I mean, he's definitely earned it. So is McNitt. I mean, McNitt. I mean, yeah, as a fullback, done a I mean, great job. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, the three snaps he played last year, but good. I mean, he's starting fullback, so yeah, exactly. Th- so yeah, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, and then you know we gave the 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 tight end, the senior walk on tight end. What was his name? Uh, help me out here. Swaps, swoops. What's his name? You, you guys are gonna let me hang here. Uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It's, it's up. Fun. It's up to it's you. It's usually man. fun to do it that way. Yeah. Exactly. Say again. <laughs> Anytime we can make Justin look dumb is usually fun for me. So. All right. So night made. I love appreciating these walk-on kids. Um, I hope that's not an indication on future transfers that we think we're going to have. I hope the coaches aren't being preemptive saying we're going to have a bunch of transfers. That's that, why they're getting scholarships. That, I, I that just, is something to keep an eye on. I hope that's not a tradition that we lose here because that's what sets I, us apart. I agree. I, and just, I don't know why all of a sudden. I have never in my life seen before signing day us give out six more scholarships to walk on. Usually that's a late summer thing after everything has happened. And uh, I don't know. I may have allowed enough time for Justin to figure out that name by this point. There you go. Hey, it's a win for Justin. That's a great, that's a great great way to end this segment. Um, No, no, he's senior tight end. I mean, of course all the other senior tight ends are gone. He's the highest guy. I mean, He's the most. He may be our starting tight end next year. Yeah, he better he's a good classman. So you got to give it to him. You know, he better he better have glue for hands because our options are going to be kind of limited as far as tight end is concerned. All right, I know it's not uh, Husker related, but it is football related and it is a huge deal. We got NFL uh, conference championships coming up. Uh, what are you guys' predictions? We'll start with the who cares game first. Uh, Patriots and the Steelers. Oh, pick me, pick me. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. Let's hear your thoughts on this, especially oh, I, where Las Vegas is concerned. Hey, I'm going to – hey, I, I love New England. I don't know why you guys give Tom Brady such a bad time. 
I want Tom Brady to go all the way. I want him to win the Super Bowl. So that's where I am. Jealousy because he's married to a hottie. Go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> well, not only is he married to a hottie, he's married to a hottie that makes more money than him. Exactly. Which is really the dream. No, I, Justin, I'm with you. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Um, I, I'm not rooting for them to win the Super Bowl, but I think they win on Sunday. I think it's a close game. Pittsburgh, I mean, God, that three-headed horse in Pittsburgh – that that's impressive with Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown. But I like the Patriots. I think it's going to be a clutch Tom Brady performance to get the victory. Derek, you got any thoughts? All right, like, I'll take that as who the hell are the Steelers? You know, <laughs> I've seen his fantasy I, football. I'll, I'll, root, I'll, root, I'll, root, I'll be rooting. All right, I'll be rooting for the Steelers, but. Patriots win big. Okay, okay. I'm going for the I'm going for the Steelers, but I think Patriots win with that one. And then the other one is uh, the Packers and the Falcons, which I think is a much more compelling game. What are you guys' thoughts on that one? Well, I, I named my son after Matt Ryan. There you go. Not really. Not okay, really. Okay. Actually, all right. But all right. anyway, uh, yeah, I want I want uh, Green Bay to win. I was rooting for Green Bay hard against the Dallas Cowboys because I hate the Dallas Cowboys. And <laughs> uh, I would love to see a Packers – Patriots Super Bowl. I think that would be epic TV. It would be an epic two, game. Two best quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree. Uh, Tyler, have any thoughts? Well, so this game is a tough game. A trivia fact you guys may not know about me. I am a pretty big Falcons fan. Um, and meanwhile, I do live in the land of cheese uh, in, <laughs> here in Wisconsin. Um, I'm getting a lot of crap for this game. I've got wagers around my office about this game. Um I think the Falcons are a better roster. Aaron Rodgers is definitely the best quarterback in the field, but go Falcons. Go Birds. You can't ignore the fact that the Packers are also missing some pretty integral players. I think Falcons are pretty loaded. Uh, Derek, go ahead. I despise the Packers. I cannot stand Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Don't hold back, Derek. He's a, really he's, a, he's, a, he's a good quarterback, but I can't stand that guy. I, I get so tired of his little... He's the biggest prima donna on the field. But his commercials are so funny, man. Yeah, married, but Blake Griffin's hard, too, and I'm not a big Blake Griffin Which is also fan jealous, either. but I, I respect him. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, Green Bay probably wins this game. I'll be rooting for Atlanta, but that's what, and that is exactly why Green Bay will win, because I'll be rooting for Atlanta. I will not be unhappy if Atlanta wins, but I think the Packers are going to take it. And that will do it for us here at the CuzCast. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to follow us on Podbean. We're also available on iTunes. So don't forget to like us and write a review. And our podcast can also be found on Player FM. Uh, the CuzCast will conquer, I tells ya. So next Wednesday, we'll do 2016 Nebraska football retrospective. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the 2016 season. So don't miss it. There may be yelling. There may be tears. There may be yelling with tears. And with that, go big red beefcake! Man, I'm Cartman.